Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for another Wednesday. It always, it's always a joy to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so this evening, if you have breath, if you have joined this evening, just give a shout of joy to the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the Lord know that you are indeed grateful. Amen. Because there's no qualification. It doesn't say anything that has breath and is rich or is happy or has received everything they want. It just says anything that has breath. And so we thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. On behalf of Bishop James and Pastor Justine Hansen Saki, we welcome you very, very warmly to another midweek service. It's just by the grace of God. Amen. And this evening, this evening we have another get understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If, if you are like me, I, I get really excited um, um, when there's get understanding because we, we learn a lot. Uh, from the questions that are asked, from the mini sermons that are preached, uh, we are equipped in our journey as Christians. Amen. Amen. This evening, it's a wonderful get understanding. Amen. Amen. We are going to be busting some COVID-19 uh, vaccine and COVID-19 virus myths. Amen. The, you know, the Bible says in um, Proverbs 27, 23, it says that you be diligent to know the state of your flock and pay heed to your, your head. And some scriptures and um, some versions also say, put your heart into caring for your head. And when you care for the head, it's not just about the soul. It's also about the body. Because if the body is not there, there's no one in the church. And so this evening, Bishop is going to be caring for our, our physical welfare and physical safety amen amen we are very lucky to have you know blessed to have a father who is very well versed in spiritual things but also very well versed when it comes to medical science and so it is a pleasure to sit this evening and to learn from him as he answers all the questions and the things that we have heard about um, the COVID-19 virus and the COVID-19 vaccine. I hope you're excited. Amen. Amen. So before we start, today I did some research. You know, we've been living with a, with a, a virus for about a year now, and uh, we know the impact that it has had on us. So just to remind ourselves on why it is important that we try and learn as much as we can about the virus and, and what it has done to us. I did some research, amen. So as of today, the 24th of February, uh, the WHO says that we've, we've had since the start of the virus, let's say 112 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 across the whole world. And um, as of now, we have 173,000 new cases. 
And on top of this, we've had, let's say, 2.5 million people who have been killed by the virus. So it is no mean joke um, when we talk about the virus. It is not people making up things. Um, I'm sure most of us know someone close to us or we know someone who knows someone close to them who has been, um, you know, been infected by the virus or have been killed by the virus. It just tells us how grateful we should be to God for keeping us alive until now. Amen. And you know, my son will say that God has given people the knowledge to make the vaccine. And that's true. We have a vaccine in the world. There is a, currently a race to see who will, who will vaccinate their, their nations. The most Israel is leading now. We have United Kingdom about fourth um, in the league. I think Switzerland is about 13th. And I just heard this evening that Ghana has also started receiving their vaccines. But there's been a lot of things that are being said about the vaccines. People are saying, don't get it because of A, B, or C. We know that um, in the United Kingdom, for instance, in the United Kingdom, as of the, as of the second... of February 2021, we've had 14.4% of the white population that has been vaccinated, 4.7% of people from mixed ethnic origin who have been vaccinated, 9.2% of um, Asian people who have been vaccinated, and 6.8% of black people who have been vaccinated. Um, we all have heard so many things, but today, tonight, we have Bishop here with us to help us to understand what we don't understand about the virus and the vaccine and to prepare us for when our GPs call us and tell us it is your turn to come for the vaccine. Amen. So before we start, always, we cannot have get understanding without Bishop. And so as always, with some emojis and some dancing and some shouting, join me as we welcome our very, very own Bishop James Hansen Saki. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Papa, thank you very much. Once again, it's been a while since we had um, Get Understanding and we are happy that we have another opportunity this evening. So thank you for making the time for us. Amen. Amen. Welcome once again. We thank God for his mercies and for his grace. Um, the scripture tells us that God promised that he will give us pastors um, after his heart who will feed us with relevant knowledge and understanding. And thank God that we are blessed to have such pastors who can give us both spiritual knowledge and scientific knowledge Amen. as well. Amen. And so we are honored to be gathering tonight to at least receive information on some of the 
the responses to some of the conspiracy theories and myths surrounding COVID-19 and its vaccine. Um, as we can also hear that the, the indication from governments around the world is that the most resistant um, group of people for accepting the vaccine is sadly the black population. And it is based on misinformation and certain individuals who uh, speculate certain, especially from the pulpit. And therefore, it is important that we also get understanding tonight on how to respond to some of these uh, conspiracies so that we can have a balanced um, you know, knowledge and informed knowledge when it comes to what we must do as Christians in response to this pandemic and also when it comes to um, accepting medicines and vaccines. Um, so tonight, I believe that God will help us to provide answers to some of these questions and to also, uh, you know, destroy some of these wrong um, teachings that have bedeviled the body of Christ. Thank you. Thank you very much, Papa. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm really excited that we are going through this because we he we've heard a lot and we continue to hear a lot. Um, so if you, if you have joined us um, just now, you are welcome to our service this evening. We'll be busting some COVID-19 vaccine and COVID-19 virus um, myths. If you have any question, please post it on um, YouTube, Christchurch HQ, Facebook, Christchurch International, or you can also send an email to um, getunderstanding at christchurches.org. Amen. Amen. And so, Papa, we have, I have um, a few myths that we have already um, gathered. Mm. And so we will, with your permission, go right into it. Yes. Amen. The first one is that it is a sign of unbelief for a church to encourage Christians to wear masks and depend on signs rather than prayer and the power of God to deal with this disease. What do you say to that, Papa? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we welcome your presence into this teaching. We pray that you inspire me to provide answers that will help your people progress in life. And we pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will fill this place. For it is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. Therefore, by your spirit, I pray, help us to provide cogent and relevant answers in response to some of these myths in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So the first question was, is it a sign of unbelief for a church to encourage Christians to wear face masks and also to depend on science rather than the power of God and prayer to deal with this disease? Um, the first response is that it is not a sign of unbelief. It is wisdom. Um, those who argue against medicines, I wonder why they don't argue against every other thing like transportation, uh, aeroplanes, cars, and even their mattresses. These were all produced from the earth. Medicines are also products of the earth. Uh, they don't kill, but they cure. And God has given us wisdom to deal with uh, issues. God has given us doctors and scientists who have been given knowledge to uh, find solutions and cures to illnesses. And so throughout the scriptures, we see 
um, the, the fact that the power of God is there that can miraculously bring healing, the power of God is also revealed or released in prayer to provide solution through scientific knowledge. See, when we read the Bible, we find evidence of this. Um, we know that one of the people that followed Paul, who wrote two of the books of the Holy of the Scriptures, and that is the book of Luke and the book of Acts, was a doctor. And even though he was a doctor, the Scripture continuously referred to him by his professional, um, you know, office as well. Uh, Paul wrote and said, "Luke, the beloved physician, sends his greetings." He was always with him. I mean, look at Paul; he's anointed. He prayed for the sick, they get healed, but he had a doctor also with him. And so why didn't he tell Luke that uh, once you are walking under the anointing, in this first century where the power of the Holy Ghost is at work, we don't need a doctor anymore. But the doctor was still present throughout Paul's ministry. And throughout the scriptures, God has given knowledge for various things. We read in the book of Exodus that God said to Moses that I have anointed Bezalel and Aholiab to have the wisdom and the skills to design stuff, you know, craftsmanship and to design things of gold, etc. That was an anointing of God. In fact, one scripture comes to mind. I want us to read that again. Sorry, this evening. Um, Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah 28 and the verse number 23 to 29. It says, listen to me. Listen and pay close attention. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The NIV also gives a very clear uh, modern day English to it. I would have gone for the King James. But Does a farmer always plow and never sow? Is he forever cultivating the soil and never planting? Does he not finally plant his seeds? Black cumin, cumin, wheat, barley, and emma wheat each in its proper way. It doesn't mix them. This is agricultural science. God is teaching here. And you see, science and the word of God does not conflict. It is actually, I believe, that science actually complements the scriptures. Whatever the scriptures talk about, science discovers. And to discover something means the thing has been there. You only uncover it to discover it. Now it says, the farmer knows just what to do. For God has given him understanding. The scripture says, agricultural science, the farmer, God gave him understanding to know how to plant the seeds. He's not mixing two together. He's planting them all. He knows what seasons to do them all. This is agricultural science. Now it says, a heavy sledge is never used to thresh black cumin. Rather, it is beaten with a light stick. A threshing wheel is never rolled on cumin. Instead, it is beaten lightly with a flail. Grain for bread is easily crushed, so he doesn't keep on pounding it. He threshes it under the wheels of a cart, but he doesn't pulverize it. Verse 29, the Lord of heaven's armies, the Lord of hosts, is a wonderful teacher, and he gives the farmer great wisdom. So, this is science. And God gives wisdom for these things. And so throughout the scriptures, we see the existence of physicians and the application of knowledge, both science, industrial knowledge, social knowledge, all kinds of knowledge comes from God. And so it is not an act of unbelief if we know the existence of a virus 
And scientists have studied about its mode of transmission and feels that one of the ways to actually prevent transmission is to wear a mask. It is proper. It won't kill anyone. In the days of Moses and the presence of God in the camp, there were leprous people and they were told to be taken out of the camp so that they don't infect others. Even when Jesus came, those lepers were always outside. So you see his encounter with lepers, they are always outside the city gate. But they were there. The power of God did not heal them. But when they fall sick and they had leprosy, which is contagious, they are told to stay away from the camp. This is wisdom and this is knowledge. And so it is not an act of unbelief to put on your mask. It is an act of wisdom which God has given to us. Let us not confuse faith and foolishness. They are two different things. Amen. Amen, Papa. Hallelujah. Amen. We are in for some learning this evening. Amen. 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 God gives knowledge and wisdom and skill. Amen. Amen. And, the, and science, I like that Papa says, science does not contradict the Bible. Mm. It rather complements it. And everything that is discovered by science has been spoken about by the Bible. Mm. Amen. Amen. So we have to mask up. Yes. We have to be wise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Papa, we're moving on to the second one. Yes. And um, this one is about the vaccine. Mm. So it says that the vaccine has been hastily developed. And they simply cannot, therefore, have a good safety profile. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of the arguments that have come up. But, you see, whenever people argue against the vaccine that it has been hastily produced, they always make reference to previous vaccines, which has taken three years, five years to develop. The truth is that those previous vaccines had to go through red tape and stringent, along regulatory bureaucracies. But this time, because of the effect, you see, those vaccines of old have not been so much of, they were not um, targeting a virus that has been of a pandemic of global proportions. For instance, SARS, SARS-1, because we know that COVID-19 is actually SARS-2. Um, but... SARS-1 and Ebola, except these are localized in certain places. So, you know, government regulations and all these things takes a long time. But this time, there was an unprecedented collaboration of governments pushing money because it's affecting the economy. So, whereas the normal vaccines would take a long time looking for funding and all of those things, which those people who argue don't actually factor that into it, the technology, the funding for the technology was not coming. It may fall on just one region to do so. But this time, there was an unprecedented collaboration of governments pushing money for scientists. And there was a collaboration of scientists all across the world working together to hasten the thing. So the money was available. And that was why it was able, it wasn't to cut corners. It was actually cutting red tape, but not cutting corners. And so there was enough funding to fast track the accomplishment of it. And then the regulatory bodies also understand the dire need for this. They haven't cut corners. They have scrutinized the thing. But actually, it is because funding has been released. As much as any scientific body and the pharmaceutical companies requested, it was given. 
to ensure that the nations will recover from the economic setback. That was why it appears fast, but it is not because corners were cut and therefore the virus, uh, the vaccine was not safe. It is very, very safe. The only difference is what I've given to you. So much funding was available. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Papa. So, yes, it has been fast, but no one has cut corners. Um, the only corners have, that have been cut has been the funding. There's been collaboration with governments, collaboration between scientists. I mean, this just teaches us the importance of unity, Papa. That's right. Because if we are united, we can get things done very quickly. Yeah. Amen. And one Amen. more thing. And there was also, you know, so many people volunteering to get the thing across. A lot of people, I mean, there were many students in Oxford University who offered themselves to be tested. You know, people were not afraid. Once the science is there, they offered them. So, so there were so many people available for their trial. And that's why that also got things done quickly. Thank you, Papa. So fear not. The vaccine is very, very safe. Amen. Amen. I'm actually waiting patiently to get called to go and take mine. <laughs> Amen. The third myth that we'll talk about, Papa, mm. is that the vaccine causes terrible, irreversible, and unpredictable side effects. Mm. So it's um, dangerous to take it. Um, what do you say to that? Okay. Um, let me first of all say that every medicine causes side effects because every medicine, from the pathology standpoint, is poison. Every medicine from paracetamol to whatever. So the liver will work on it to take the poison bit and then the usable bit, bit is also taken. Now, the point is that the COVID-19 vaccine is highly effective. Remember, independent bodies have actually examined it. Every country has got independent health regulatory bodies. Like in the UK, we have got the MHRA, uh, which is the medical health products um, regulatory agency and these are independent people they have sat down they they, they too they would they will, they will take the thing their family members and friends will take it so they are not going to be you know funny to let it pass like that and they have assessed the data on side effects and it is very clear nobody currently on record has taken it and suffered any irreversible medical conditions this is just a rumor uh, by people. Uh, secondly, nobody has taken this vaccine for more than one year where we can say they are irreversible you know, medical health conditions. Where did they get that data from? This was just, we started giving this vaccine, let's say, two, three months ago. So it, there is nobody who has lived taking this vaccine for more than a year that we can conclusively say has suffered irreversible complications. It's not there. Uh, secondly, there will be side effects. And with this one, it has been mild, as is the normal thing with every vaccine. And everybody responds differently. But it hasn't killed anybody. You know, there will be that headache, probably pain on the side of the, of the injection, um, headaches. Um, some people may have nausea and vomit. But these are all transient. You know, they are normal things because once any medicine gets into your system, you will respond, your body will respond to it, but it is not adverse and there is no yet any data that says there is adverse effect or irreversible medical complications as a result of taking the vaccine. 
It's very, very important that we don't take our information from social media, from someone sitting down in his or her room and just do a video. These days, everybody can make and record a video, but that doesn't make them authorities in the field. Even if it's a pastor speaking, what is his background? You know, this, this, there mustn't be that confusion. As children of God, we must be knowledgeable and seek information from the right source. Amen. From the right source. So, fatigue, decreased appetite, all those, they are, and things that disappear within a few days. In fact, those who are talking, have they really talked to those who have taken the injection? You know, or taken the vaccine? They haven't. Just speculation. And as Christians, we mustn't be so gullible in believing anything we just see. So don't take your information from Facebook necessarily or, you know, WhatsApp and all those other places. Can you read Scientific Journal? Get in there. Read The Lancet. Read the, the one from America, the American Medical Association. Read those ones. Read, read the scientific data. That you will get the right information. That is where the information must come from. So no patient currently has suffered irreversible, you know, side effects in, in the trials or even in the population. That it is irreversible. That, that is not true. Amen. 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 Thank you, Papa. Please, um, I have a little um, add-on question to that. Yes. So there were a few articles, you know, when mm. the vaccination drive started of maybe somebody who took the, vir the vaccine and a couple of days or a couple of weeks later mm. and they've, they've died. I know there were some people who were tracking such incidences. And I know that um, scientists and um, all the regulatory agencies have come out to say that it is not the deaths are not linked um, to the the vaccine, but what what is it that would make someone who apparently looks healthy um, die within a few days or a few weeks of taking the vaccine? Um, you see, there there could be it could be a coincidence um, that something is already going on in that person's body. We we've seen people who took no vaccine, but they were well in the morning, and by twelve o'clock, he just said his head, and then suddenly is rushed to hospital and dies. Um, there have been people who, they are fine until somebody pushes them and they fall down and then suddenly they die. You know, so this will be one of those rare cases of coincidence. Um, and some people pick it up because there was also a story about a nurse who got the infection, uh, sorry, the vaccine, and then there were rumors that she collapsed and died. No, she didn't die. She really collapsed, but she didn't die. And it was not a result of the vaccine, but it was a result of the pain of an injection. There are certain individuals, and I know someone personally like that, who reacts to pain and they, they, they go off, they, they collapse, uh, or they, they, you know, they pass out uh, as a result of pain. So some people, when they are injected, they can pass, but it is not because the medicine went into them and it started reacting immediately. Actually, even when you take the vaccination, the production of antibodies takes a few weeks before it does that. So there is not that immediate you know, thing that will immediately lead to death. And as a scientist, probably maybe the person already has a heart condition, is about to already suffer a cardiac arrest, and therefore, this happened. But there has not been that proof uh, of connection between the taking of the vaccine and sudden death. You know, so that, that is something that we need to uh, bear in mind. And I think that some of this speculation also came because people misread the first uh, presentation, which said that 3,000 of those vaccinated suffered temporarily uh, from that. Actually, it wasn't that. It was, it, it was, it said temporary. 
You see, didn't say completely irreversible. This was at the trial stage. But sometimes people can misread data and then quickly run with it and, and then say something which is actually not the case and it leads to alarming the population and making people resistant to what will actually become a source of provision of protection for them. Uh, so I think that that is in response to that question. Uh, the person may be having their own challenges already and this, this could have happened. Thank you, Papa. You're Hallelujah. Amen. If you have just joined us, uh, we are talking about COVID-19 virus and COVID-19 vaccines mm -hmm. and why it is safe for you to go and get your vaccine. Amen. Amen. And we are speaking to our very own Papa, who is concerned about our spiritual well-being and also our physical well-being. So we know that he's not going to tell us anything that is not true. Amen. Amen. Moving on to the fifth... Um, Actually, the fourth myth, Papa. Right. Um, natural prevention is better than artificial inventions. Inter inventions, okay. Yes, so um, the vaccine is not needed. Maybe we'll do our concoction of neem tree <laughs> and cloves and things like that because we, we think that that will give us a, pe a better protection than getting what is technically a poison into our bodies. Um, mm. What would you say to that, Papa? <laughs> Right. Um, COVID-19 is a very highly infectious disease and we can't play with it. Um, when people talk about the natural um, immunity, they are making reference to the acquisition of what we call herd immunity. And uh, herd immunity it can only be achieved when all the population or majority of the population have become infected with COVID-19. In that case, everybody is immunized one way or the other against it naturally because it is only when you get a disease that your body builds up antibodies against that disease so that in future when you get infected, then they will fight it off so that you don't suffer from the complications and the, and the, and the serious illness that accompany the, the infection. Now, but you can't get it without others dying. You see, for instance, we are about 40 million, 80 million in the United Kingdom as a population. If we want to achieve herd immunity, it comes with um, the loss of lives as well. So, you know, we are talking about 100 and something thousand deaths in the UK at the moment with, with over 2 million infected. So you work it that way. 100,000 deaths, 2 million gets infected. So that means that 4 million infected, 200,000 deaths. You know, we're going to go, I mean, who wants to sacrifice his family member for that? You know, so it's not going to be easy to reach that natural herd immunity. That is why it is wise to intervene with the vaccine so that it will help everybody. Because when everybody takes the vaccine, we will get the herd immunity coming through the vaccination, you know, which is better than waiting for it to naturally occur. It can happen because you must be infected with covid to be able to develop the herd immunity, which we are calling the natural immunity. But not everybody will survive it. So we can't take that risk. That is why the scientists cannot take that risk. That is why they work very hard to actually make sure that the vaccines are developed. Because from the beginning, it looks like that was the uh, wait and see game being played by the governments. That is why they were holding on, thinking, okay, let's get more people infected probably. Let's relax the rules and let people do that. It was a science, but it cast the politics, and then we saw that it's not going to work. 
because more people will die. More people will die. By the time we get to 80 million vaccinated, we may have lost about 30 million. And that's a lot. Think about church. If you have 30 million sitting down, people, that's a lot. <laughs> 60 million, 60,000 people will fill Wembley Stadium. So think about it. Times how many? Thank you, Papa. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, myth number five. Mm. There's a lot of myths. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over on social media. <laughs> we know they are all systematically hiding the real data behind the vaccines mm. because we never see the real data. Mm. All the world's medical scientists are deceiving the public. How do you respond to this, Papa? <laughs> um, I think recently when I was traveling, I heard someone say the same thing at the airport. And I, you know, I didn't have the time to respond to the person. But this is part of the uh, conspiracy theories that the, there is a, a group of people like the pharmacists and the, all these people hiding the data and the medical scientists are deceiving. See, what we don't realize is that there are medical scientists who are Christians and there are some who are blacks. There are some I personally know, and they are not, they don't want people to die. So, you know, if I was not in full-time ministry, I would be one of them. You describe me as one of the people hiding the thing because we want people to die. For what purpose? You know, so my challenge has been whenever we don't understand something, instead of us to objectively you know, seek for answers, we look for speculation, especially, sadly, among black populations. I, I get confused, and I wonder whether, is it because of slavery that our ancestors were sold that since then we have become very resistant to anything, you know? And if we continue this pathway, the rest of the Western and civilized world will be immunized, and we'll have the black population not immunized, and they'll start dying in their thousands and probably maybe 50 years to come, a group will come, form an association, and say that they are asking the West to compensate them for neglecting blacks in the vaccine uh, you know, program. But people may not then look at the history in context to see that there was opposition from black preachers and some black people who misled the people and, and led to this. So um, nobody's hiding anything. Vaccine development... Is, is independently or conducted by different pharmaceutical companies, some of which are actually in competition with themselves, you know, so with each other, actually. So they, they and they are independent research teams that are also following things up. And then the regulatory bodies in each country, like the Europeans have their own, then Britain has their own, American have their own. You realize that when the UK approved the thing, the American regulatory body is still saying, well, they need some more weeks to do the thing. And they all did it. So... It is very funny to say a network of people are conspiring to do it. They would all have passed it all in one week. Why is the Europeans holding on for two weeks before they came to approve? Why did the British do this quickly? Why did the Americans hold on before they did this? These are independent research bodies, you know, that actually are following hard on the thing because how would you approve something which will kill you when it could kill your neighbor, it could kill your brother, your sister? So... You know, this sort of mindset is really not true. The fact is that there is ample evidence available to various regulatory bodies and to the general public globally on exactly what is going on. 
and nobody's hiding anything. You know, most of the time you ask the people, so who are the people who want to kill us? They said Bill Gates. <laughs> the man is walking free too. He said Bill Gates, and who, when did you hear that? Where is the hard evidence or is just speculation? You know, so please, let's understand nobody's hiding anywhere. And the medical scientists of this world are not hiding any data to kill anybody. Uh, because it can be you the next time. You know, we've seen doctors die. Why? Were, were, they, were they also supporting something that is being hidden? You know, there have been doctors in America who have died, doctors in the United Kingdom, who are in the front lines of fighting the disease, have, have contracted it and died. So, I mean, church, let's be very analytical when we hear some of these things. Put your brain to work and seek understanding and ask hard questions. Would the doctors and the nurses on the front lines that they really want to die whilst they allow the thing to be hidden and then they still go forward and want to handle it. It doesn't work that way. So may God give us wisdom and understanding so that we are not robbed of this opportunity to get immunized against such a deadly disease. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Papa. Um, Bishop says there's something called objectivity blindness syndrome. May the Lord deliver us from this one. Amen. 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 We're moving on, Papa. And we are going to um, number six, the myth number six. Um, The COVID vaccine may give you COVID-19 disease. It is a trick and a deceptive way of harming targeted populations. It's therefore risky to take it. What do you say, Papa? Glory to Jesus. Amen. The speculation or the, the, the conspiracy is that uh, when you take the COVID-19 vaccine, you will get the COVID-19 disease. Is, is that the case? Yes. And, and uh, it is a trick. It's a trick. And, uh, people infected. A targeted population yes, infected. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm thinking about how to answer this question in a very wise way. <laughs> Um, the first point is that you cannot get COVID-19 through the vaccine. Again, those who are speaking this way are working with previous mindset of vaccine production. You see, some years ago, uh, there are different technologies of producing a vaccine. The technology that has been used to produce this vaccine is not the technology that has been used in previous vaccine productions. Um, in previous vaccine productions for various other things, you take a live, you see, whenever you are doing immunization of vaccine, you take either the live virus, put it in something, and then inject the person with it. So that when that virus goes into their body, their body sees it. And then once the body recognizes this is foreign, the body's immune system produces antibodies. So let's see the body's immune system as the armed forces of a country or the body. So when they detect terrorists like viruses, bacteria, fungi, this causes disease, they then produce a response which we call antibodies, an immune response. And then they prepare the ground. They mop this thing out, but it has sensitized the body. So the body produces these things a lot. So that against the future, when you get infected with this, 
they quickly come and mop it so you don't suffer the disease. This is the basic explanation of a vaccine and immunization. Now, sometimes they can take an attenuated virus. That means that this one is not fully live. You know, it has been, it has been uh, denatured or it's not the full thing. Part of it has been broken, okay, so that it's put into your system. Its presence will also elicit an immune response. Now, this very one, what the scientists have done with this very one, why it will not give you a COVID infection at all is because they are not using a live COVID virus for this vaccine. And they are not using an attenuated COVID virus for this vaccine. They are using what they call an mRNA technology, uh, which is a messenger RNA technology, to produce what we call a spike protein. Instructions have been coded into the mRNA that when it enters your body, it enters the body cells and then causes the cells to produce the spike protein. There are four types of protein blocks of the COVID vaccine. There is the spike protein, which is the outer coat. You know, then there is the there is the there are other three other ones um, that are also inside. They are not relevant. So I won't mention them uh, for this. This is not a, a medical classroom, but it's just for you to know that there were four proteins. But the spike protein is important because it is the one that initiates. Um, the ability of the virus to attach itself to the host, to the human being. You see, so when we see the virus, the whole design that we see, corona is from the Latin crown. That is why they draw it the way they draw it. Okay, it's not a demon. That is how it appears under the microscope. Now, uh, it has got this spike protein on, on top of it. Now, so that sort of um, instruction is put inside the mRNA. Now, when you are injected with the vaccine, the vaccine uh, is an mRNA type of vaccine. It's not a DNA, it's a RNA. So RNA is ribonucleic acid. DNA is deoxyribonucleic acid. Okay, let's not go into the classroom again. Let's come back to, to this setting. Now, when, when you have that vaccination, the body cells, Carrying these instructions on the mRNA in the vaccine causes the body to produce spike protein. Now, when the immune system sees this spike protein, they all gang up, your armed forces, the special forces, they all move in there to try to develop antibodies, you see, antibody, that is against that body in circulation. So when they produce a lot of that in circulation, it's in preparation for the future. Now, as soon as this instruction is given and the body produces that, the vaccine, the RNA, in the, the mRNA in the vaccine disintegrates and is taken out of the body. So it is never going to even go into your DNA to control anything. Okay, so, so that in future, after this, your body now has produced antibodies against the, one of the major proteins of the virus. So when you get COVID infection, the body immediately will deal with it because it has produced enough ammunition against anything they see that has got that thing, they'll go and kill it completely. And so you never suffer the effects of the disease. This is what immunization seeks to achieve through vaccination. 
I hope I've been very, very down to earth in the explanation. Yes, you have, Papa. Thank you very much. We have had uh, Immunology 101. <laughs> immunology 101 lesson for free. <laughs> so, but there's, a, there's a second question. This is a trick and a deceptive way of harming targeted populations. Let me go there now. It can't be because the thing has affected the whole globe. You know, so it cannot be a virus that was intentionally developed to harm a particular population or race. For instance, as blacks, unfortunately, our people have been made to believe. Listen, we are living in a very advanced technological and scientific world. If a white man wants to wipe away the black population, I believe there's a continent that has the greatest number of them. It is called Africa. Compared to the number of deaths globally, Africa has the lowest in terms of death. Then this is a very poor work by this scientist who is a white man. That's a very bad way of, I mean, that person must be removed from office. It's, it's, it's an abject failure to eliminate a black population from this. It's, it's sad. If you ever think that way, that is not the right way at all to think. You know, they kill, the thing has killed more whites than blacks. So how could they have been made to target black population or a particular population? It doesn't stand in the face of science. It doesn't stand in the face of logic and common sense. It just doesn't stand. If they want to do it, there are many ways they could have killed Africans and blacks and not through a virus that started from China and is all over the world. It has killed a lot of people. And it's global at the moment. It could have just, you see, Ebola was in West Africa. It's there in one location. It was in Zaire, one location. MERS was in the Middle East. SARS-1 was somewhere in the, in the Far East. You know, Japan, China, all those places. Look at, but this is global. So if we think about it, you realize this was not designed to actually kill or remove a particular uh, race. We know that such things exist. We know human beings can be wicked. We know that the Bible says the heart is a desperately wicked thing. Who can know it? But ladies and gentlemen, if somebody really wants to wipe out a race, I can tell you there are better biological weapons that can be used and not this one. As a scientist, I'm saying this to you. <laughs> there are better ways of doing it, not this one. Thank you. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Papa. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord give us wisdom. Amen. Mm. Amen. Um, myth seven, and mm. this one is one that um, started making the rounds as soon as the research for the vaccine started. Mm. So this is, a, this is a good one, Papa. Mm. It says that taking the COVID-19 vaccine is accepting the mark of the beast, 666, as written in the Bible, Revelations 13, 16 to 18, mm. there is a widespread opinion that the 666 beast passage is playing out in our days, where a microchip would be introduced into the COVID-19 vaccines to secretly impose it on Christians. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Again, let us look at this biblically. See, as a Christian, please read your Bible. Pray and read your Bible every day. It, it, it is very simple instruction, but that is how we grow in God. 
Um, my response, number one, is that this is not possible. It, it cannot be the mark of the beast. Mark 666, as recorded in Revelation 13, 16 to 18. In fact, when we read Revelation 13, we will see it very clear that in all the three places where this is mentioned, or even the four places, the location of the mark is indicated in Scripture. It says it will be on the forehead and on the right hand. The forehead and on the right hand. Vaccines are not being placed on the forehead. It is injected in the upper arm intramuscularly into the muscle. Now, and there is no, you don't go, anybody who has gone to take the vaccine, you never hear anybody at the vaccination center telling you, turn to your right arm. You know, which one do you want, left or right? You make the choice. Now, in the case of the 666, it is going to be an order by force by which if you don't take it, you will not be able to buy food. Please, as we stand at this stage, taking the vaccine, has anybody been told that if they haven't taken the vaccine, they will not be able to buy food? No. You will not be able to trade. You will not be able to run business or anything. So again, biblically, we are not yet there. So it's supposed to be on the right hand, hand and forehead. These are the two places where the scripture clearly says the mark of the beast will be. So anybody that is spewing mark of the beast conspiracy, which scripture did you read? And as a believer who strangely is believing this, what Bible are you reading? Secondly, the timeline for this event to happen according to the prophetic timelines of the Bible it's also clearly spelled out in the Bible. It must take place, this Antichrist, for us to take the mark of the beast 999, there must be the taking away of the church from the earth first in an event called the rapture. First Thessalonians teaches us that. The book of Revelation teaches us that. Now, when the rapture takes place, there will be this leader, this global leader that will be, first of all, manifest as a man of peace. He will have a peace deal with Israel, with their neighbors. And we know as the Middle East boils, that Israel's neighbors are not on good terms with Israel. This man will come as a man of peace. He will be a global figure and, enter and make peace with Israel according to the scriptures. Right from the Daniel, the Zechariah account, right through Thessalonians, right through the book of Revelations. It's so clear in scripture about the coming of this entity. For, so for this event of 666 and the taking of the mark of the beast to occur, there must arise this creature or this entity called the Antichrist. Now, when he enters a seven years peace deal with Israel, three and a half years into that seven years, he will then break that covenant. He will enter the temple in Jerusalem. There will be a Jewish temple in Jerusalem. So secondly, as far as the timeline, thirdly, sorry, as far as the timelines are concerned, as we speak today, there is no Jewish temple in Jerusalem. There are synagogues all over the place. 
after the destruction of the last temple, the ruins are there. When you see the Jews praying at the wailing wall, whenever you see Israel and people go to Israel and pray there, that is the remnant of the last temple. And that is the most closest to the Shekinah, the closest to the Holy of Holies. That's the only remnant remaining. The rest of the place is occupied by the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which the Muslims have taken by reason of war and occupation. And then the other temple dome, which is there. But there is no Jewish temple as we speak. Now, by the time this Antichrist shows up, there will be the construction of a third Jewish temple. Three and a half years into his reign or his influence over the earth, he will enter Jerusalem, enter that temple. That is what the scripture Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24 and 25, that there will be the abomination of desolation in the temple. He will enter the temple and proclaim himself to be God and will desecrate the holy things there. And that is where the Jews will not understand and there will be some form of rebellion against him. And as a result of this, there will be a lot of upheaval in the world. Then he will show his true colors. He will have another assistant who is also the false prophet. It is this false prophet who had a religious system. And that will force everyone, first of all, to have an image of the beast in their homes. And secondly, take the mark of the beast by force. Now, as we speak, if you are telling me that COVID-19 vaccine and COVID-19 infection, the vaccine is the mark of the beast, then you, Christian, what are you doing here? You have been left behind. The rapture has taken place, and you are happy to be preaching this? That there is an antichrist in town, and you are here? What kind of Christian were you? That Jesus came, the church was raptured, and you have been left behind, and you are happy? It doesn't stand the scrutiny. So, if you look at it biblically, theologically, and logically, you will find out that it is not possible for this to be the mark of the beast. And nobody at this stage is being forced to take it, otherwise they won't eat or do anything. You know, so that, that really cannot be. And the time that this Antichrist will appear, uh, we are not yet there. Amen. 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 So the, the Bible is very clear about where the mark must go. And the timelines are also very clearly spelled out in the Bible. Amen. Amen. I think there was something you said about the microchip yes. in it. There's no microchip in the vaccine. There is no microchip in it. And remember, the mark of the beast will be visible according to the Bible. It's going to be visible. When they see you don't have it, you'll be in trouble. So if I take it, I know somebody who has taken the va vaccine. I know someone in my house who has taken the vaccine. And I can't see it on her face un until <laughs> she says that she has taken it. So if it is the mark of the beast, how is that going to be? The mark of the beast will not be a microchip. The scripture will not hide those things. The Bible is so clear about this. Please read your Bible. And be like the disciples in Berea. When you hear anything, it doesn't matter what name that preacher is and what crowd follows him. Paul said that even if an angel came from heaven and teaches us what has not been taught in the word, don't believe it. So it doesn't matter what name they carry and what crowd follow them. Read your Bible to compare what they are saying. Don't be moved by emotions. Follow the scriptures.
I rest my case. Amen. Amen. I, I don't know what to say to this, but Bishop has said it all. Read your Bible. Let it sink into you. Amen. Mm. The mark of the beast is very visible. It's not a vaccination passport, uh, which you have to carry on you. It has to be something that is visible on your body. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Papa. You're um, You know, you said something about the microchip. Um, mm. I'll just go back slightly there mm. um, to the previous question about the, the mRNA, mm. because I've had a follow-up question that's come through, right. asking if all the vaccines that have been produced use the mRNA technology or there are different technologies in the different vaccines. Okay, currently from the data that is available, the scientific data that is available, all the various from the Oxford AstraZeneca to the uh, Pfizer BioNTech, all of them have actually used the mRNA technology. They have all used the mRNA okay. technology. Thank you, Papa. You're welcome. Very well answered there. Um, number nine, it's actually, I think you've sort of answered it already. Is it eight? Uh, we've, oh, sorry, eight. I almost skipped this one. Um, let me do nine and I'll come back to eight. Okay. <laughs> um, nine says the COVID-19 vaccine would be administered to all persons under compulsion. It's sort of linked to the answer you were given um, for the um, 999, so um, 666, sorry. Mm. So um, what do you say to that, Papa? Um, I mean, currently, as we are all hearing, it is an appeal. It's an appeal being made. Uh, government is being responsible and therefore categorizing the priority of people that will be called first in order of priority based on the risk category that they have been put in. For instance, in the United Kingdom, there is another body, which is the government scientific advisory group called the SAGE. You know, so they, uh, together with the uh, Public Health England, you know, comes out with the priority of, of those who would have it first. But you will see that it's still not uh, compulsory, you know, much as you are being appealed to. And um, the science is being explained as to why we need it so as to protect us. Then we can go back to the normal. Um, so, so far, we haven't seen any sign of compulsion. Even in Russia, it is not compulsory. <laughs> Even in Russia. They have produced their own thing, Sputnik 4 or something. But it is not, they are not putting guns on people to say, come and take it by force. You know, even China is not putting guns on people to take it by force. I'm yet to see what North Korea would do. But the point is that there is no, there is no people, there is no, you know, it's not going to be uh, under compulsion, but it will be under explanation and knowledge. You know. Amen. Thank and you. when people say that it's going to be that because you cannot travel without that, ladies and gentlemen, with, with those of us who have traveled in the past, we were traveling with yellow fever vaccination card. We didn't protest. You know, from 1729 or something, there have always been anti-vaccine groups, you know, who always rise up against something. But it's gone on and on over the years. Every time there's something, there's another movement that will oppose it. It doesn't make them right. But um, it is not similar to Mark of the Beast uh, that says because of that you cannot travel. We are just being wise. If you are traveling in an aircraft, it's an enclosed metal, piece of designed metal that you are inside for hours. It is better to be sure that you are not bringing this whole thing 
Let's not forget that this whole thing was imported. Okay, it started from China and it went to various countries. Most of the countries in Africa, it was imported. It wasn't there. Somebody came from somewhere and brought it. So if we start looking at the roots and source of the infection and decide to find means to block it so that it doesn't spread, it is wise. It has nothing to do with 666. It has nothing to do with something inside something to control you. Please, nothing can control you. If they want to control church, they'll control you. They've been controlling you from your credit card and all those things you have already. Your phone, when they call, they know where you are. Uh, can't you do find my iPhone? You have it. <laughs> you think government can't see you? Please, they won't do, they won't waste their time on vaccine to control you. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you, Papa. I'll come back to eight now. Okay. It says the COVID-19 vaccines have fetal cells and products of abortion as well as alcohol as components. Mm. And since the church does not support abortion or consumption of alcohol, Christians cannot take such vaccines. Okay. Again, this is speculation. There, some years ago, <clears throat> um, vaccines that were developed, I think against um, SARS-CoV-1, um, carried fetal cells. Uh, vaccines that were developed in those days, they have to, they are trying to look for original cells. So they end up using fetal cells, using the stem cells from the fetal cells to produce uh, such things. Um, what is being produced now with the vaccines, these vaccines do not contain fetal cells. That is, when we say fetal, F-O-E-T-A-L, we are referring to from fetus. So these are babies taken from abortions and then used to develop these things. Please, the current COVID-19 vaccine does not contain fetal cells. It contains messenger RNA, mRNA, and other proteins. <clears throat> that is what it contains. DNA material and other proteins. That is what this vaccine contains. It does not contain any other um, thing from a fetus or from an abortion. Now, the um, Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine contains some negligible levels of ethanol. Ethanol. Um, but it is so negligible that it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make you intoxicated. Neither would it. And it is negligible than the normal alcohol levels found in normal food. Because there's some levels of alcohol in various levels of food. I mean, if you leave Kenke for two, three days, it, it starts fermenting. If you analyze it scientifically, you'll find some levels of alcohol in it. So should I stop eating it? No. <laughs> that Kenke, I won't stop. If I stop eating it, I won't be able to talk to you. But it does, it's, it's not breaking the rules of scripture concerning alcohol consumption. There are many medicines that you, you drink that has got ethanol in them as preservative to preserve it from going bad. It is the abuse of alcohol that scripture addresses. It's the abuse of drugs. Because these are all things that are made available for various purposes but not for drinking. Amen. 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 
Thank you, Papa. <laughs> this is called enlightenment. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Number 10, Papa. Mm -hmm. I have a lot, so we'll have to talk about what we'll do with the rest. We, we will go all out till we finish today. <laughs> because the vaccine is out and people must go and get vaccinated. Amen. Number 10. The vaccine contains nanorobots with computer chips and will be used to transmit data from our bodies into the cloud using 5G network. This would put all who take the vaccine under remote computer control so they, um, they will be used to chip and track the population. <laughs> Please, what do we say to this one? Okay. Um, again, it is not true. Uh, there are really tiny fat droplets called nanoparticles in the vaccine, but they are not robots. They are not robots, and they are not computer chips. They are fat droplets. And there's no evidence to suggest that the vaccines manufactured so far contain any form of computer chips or tiny robots to control anybody. Uh, the vaccines do not control any trackers to track you. Already your bank cards can easily be used to track you. Those in England, your Oyster card is very easy to track you. Church, the intelligence services of these countries have many, many means of tracking you. And they will not waste all their time for millions to die to be able to track you. I'm your pastor. I love you. I'm telling you the truth. You see, the thing is that if they want to track you, they'll track you through a lot of other things. Um, from your phone, as you are speaking on it. Some of all of you who have got passports, Currently, they are all biometric passports. Sometimes when you travel, I mean, if you come back, if you are holding a British passport and you enter UK and you go through the E-gates, there's no immigration officer there inspecting your passport. You just put it down. You just look into the camera with your eyes and it looks at your eyes and does all the permutations and then the door opens automatically and you go through and it's not the anointing. <laughs> it is not the anointing. This is science. It's, your data is with them. You get to America. They don't take any form from you. They just ask you to put your, your thumbprint on the thing. And then you look into the camera and then doors are opening. And they finish. It's, they've recognized you. Now, all these things, your data is already in the system. So, if they want to control and manipulate, oh, please, they've got a lot of things to do. And not to create a vaccine to inject people. To, to cause that. Um, there are independent authorities across the rest of the world who actually compete with each other, who have actually also analyzed all these things. And they are also looking, have they done something? Has the AstraZeneca people done something that they've, you know, listen, they, if they found anything, they would have brought it up. Otherwise, there should only be one company producing the thing. Then we know that they have been hired to do this. But why? Are, there was a lot of competition. There are still some who are still doing their trials. They just haven't yet come out. You know, so there are still more vaccines to come. And they are all pharmaceutical companies in competition with each other. In the end, they all make money. 
You understand? So if one finds something that is going to harm a sister or brother, you mean he's going to watch it? There is nothing like this in this to control anybody's life. Amen. Hallelujah. We are learning a lot. Um, yes, we are learning a lot. It's, it's very interesting the kind of myths and um, things that are out there. Yeah. Some of these, um, I know sometimes when you hear them, you are thinking, really, why would someone think like this? But it's all there. Mm. So we are happy that we, have, um, we belong to a church where uh, Bishop is taking the time to take us through all of this and to equip us for ourselves and also for our families and our friends. Amen. 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 Myth 11, Papa. Yes. <laughs> the COVID-19 vaccine causes infertility, mm. and it's a move to eliminate the black race and also to ensure women are not able to conceive and give birth. Again, this is a conspiracy theory. Mm. Uh, when we don't understand something, we speculate. When we started taking this vaccine, nobody was trialed in the population who was pregnant, who miscarried. Um, and there is no evidence again to show when these vaccines became available uh, that nine months has passed already and somebody is unable to have a child. You see, so when you look at it logically this way, it's really funny. And again, governments are responsible. That is why the government is, the, these regulatory bodies, these scientists, they are independent scientists who are, they are independent of government. They will look at all the health and safety. And when they talk about the safety of, the, of a vaccine or a medicine, it includes all these. What would it do to a pregnant woman? Pregnant women were not used in the trial because it is a new thing. And because of the virulence of the, of, the, of the virus, we are careful that you don't. But then even now, the latest information is that they are being encouraged to come because the, the science is showing it doesn't harm a pregnant woman. But more importantly, it doesn't cause infertility in males or females. I mean, Joe Biden just went for his own. Unless you want to take me, tell me that they injected water into him. <laughs> he, what, you know, is it to target him from having children? He's, he's, he's 80. He's almost 80 years. 78 years. So what, what is he going to do with, with children at this time? You know, so the vaccines available have been shown to be effective and they are safe. And they don't cause infertility. Nobody has come out with that evidence. It's all part of this speculation of fighting something. Sometimes we don't also know the kind of war that go behind the scenes between rival pharmaceutical companies. That some people are paid to speculate something evil against another thing. And then you pick it unknowingly and start spreading it because you saw it on the internet. Whatever is on the internet may not have been peer-reviewed. And so it's very, very important that it's, you see, it worries me when I see some people sitting there, they are talking. <laughs> and they are talking ignorant ignorance. Because they don't know. But because they've heard something. There was a man talking that he was a former Vodafone something. Now the facts are out. 
Yes, he was a former employee, but he wasn't a man. He wasn't what he claimed he was. It has been found he's a pastor in looting. Vodafone has come out to say, at the time I was working for them in 2010 or 2007, thereabouts, the idea of even 5G has not even come up. So how does he come up speaking like this and people believe him? And then with all that, if you listen critically to what he was saying, you begin to see the absurdity of what he's talking about, that everybody should put aluminum something on their doors against the 5G interference. I mean, can you imagine? Where is the science? And who has been walking on the streets, falling down dead, since these 5Gs were lifted up? You know, it is not true. So it's very, very important that we become very knowledgeable as Christians, first of all, and be able to objectively analyze some of these things when we hear them. So my response is that there's no evidence to suggest that COVID-19 vaccines will affect fertility and no woman has been vaccinated who has gone on to develop fertility problems. No woman has been vaccinated who has gone on to develop fertility problems. There's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of that. Thank you, Papa. Okay. May the Lord help us to the right sources of information as well. Amen. Amen. Um, number 12. COVID is no more dangerous than the flu. Why the hype on only this particular disease? <laughs> Again, you see, people are using the word, it's a hype. When the thing started, some people said it's a hoax. I've seen people who say it's a hoax. They themselves have contracted a thing. And some of them, their members of their family almost died, including themselves. And I posed a question to one of them recently. I said, was it a hoax when you couldn't breathe well? So this is the thing. We, um, when people make statements like it is more, no more dangerous than the flu, and that the flu also kills more people. The fact is that looking at the rate of deaths, COVID-19 is killing more people than the flu. You know, and to argue that way is to actually try to downplay and belittle the millions that have died. You know, millions have died globally. We're talking over two million deaths. And you're just trying to downplay it because there is a flu. This may look flu-like, but this is killing at a faster rate than the flu. Flu doesn't kill children. Now this one, the other variant, is killing young people and children. You know, so it is not wise to say that COVID kills up to 10 times more than flu, according to the latest uh, statistics and research. And um, even John Hopkins University indicates that COVID is more fatal and impacts more people for longer and spreads faster than the flu. You see, so when we try to make that comparison, we're trying to trivialize the destruction that COVID-19 has brought in this week. You know, how many flights have been stopped because of flu? You see, how many hotels were closed down because of the flu? But this one is cutting across and it's very fast in killing people. So let's not make that comparison. I hear people say, malaria kills more people. And why are they making noise about this one alone? And why have they brought this one alone? This one is stopping economies. Malaria is not in the United Kingdom. So globally, it is not a pandemic. 
You see, it is endemic in Ghana and West Africa. Malaria is endemic, but it is not a pandemic. So the fact that they haven't found vaccines and those things, somebody was arguing like that, that, okay, but how about all those other diseases? Why have they not raced quickly to find vaccines, but only this one they found vaccine? It means that there's a hidden agenda. I have just explained to you. The global proportion, the impact of it, was said that governments were able to put monies together and run through this quickly to fast-track things. Things were fast-tracked, not that corners were cut, to get it done. And that's the difference. It was a why have they found for HIV? <laughs> this one, somebody is, when somebody has HIV, you will know. But this one, somebody can be strong and healthy and he's still passing it on. When there was HIV across the world, airlines were not shut down. Its means of transmission is not the same as this one. You don't cough and get HIV. You don't sneeze in an atmosphere and people catch HIV. So that comparison is not scientifically correct and logically it doesn't make sense. Okay, we've got a lot, I'm told, so let's go on. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. Thank you very much. Um, moving on. COVID, COVID is caused by the 5G network. You've touched briefly on this, but how true is this statement? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no scientific connection between COVID infections and the 5G network. Unfortunately, it coincided. See, there's a place of coincidence where people read meanings into it, but it coincided with the rollout of 5G in Wuhan. Just around the same time when there was that infection that started in Wuhan, which, of course, from the scientific data available, it is very clear that COVID-19 is a zoonotic disease. It is actually jumping from an animal into humans. But it coincided with it. Now, the factual evidence is this. There are countries that have not rolled out 5G and they got COVID-19 in those places. I think that alone should send a message and debunk this ignorant, ignorant statement. You know, because the point is that the countries that don't even have 5G, there are reported cases of COVID-19 and there are deaths even in those places. So it doesn't really cause it. There's no direct scientific correlation between COVID-19 and 5G. COVID-19 is caused by a virus. 5G is a wave. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a uh, you know, it's a, it's a sound wave. Or let me say, yes, it's, it's a wave. It's, it's, not, it's not a virus. <laughs> you know, it's not a virus. So I believe that, that that should be our response. Clearly, let's state it again. Believers, COVID-19 infections are not caused by 5G network technology. It doesn't connect at all. There's no scientific proof to that. Amen. 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 Um, number 14. <laughs> um, COVID deaths are being exaggerated and it's a sign of the hidden agenda by governments and scientists. Um. In fact, I would rather agree that it is under being under-exaggerated. I mean, it is, it is under-reported. 
the deaths are underreported. There are some places the data is not available. There are some places that people are hiding the data, uh, political reasons, etc. Uh, and so the fact is that it is on the increase. And the figures you are reading about, I will encourage you to probably multiply it by two. So, you know, um, the majority of COVID declared deaths have all tested positive for COVID. You see, they don't make assumptions over that. There are some that there was not a swab taken to, to prove because somebody is dead already. It's not that bad. There are radiological evidence when they take an x-ray of the chest and etc. They are able to tell that it is actually that as well. So, um, we would rather say it is being underreported. Yeah, I know one particular country that it is underreported, <laughs> but I won't mention it. That Amen. I have evidence that it is, <laughs> it is underreported. Amen. Okay. May the Lord help us. So, um, if anything, it's actually underreported. Let's take it serious. It's not anything to play with. Amen. 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 Myth 15. Amen. Pharmaceutical companies are all evil, and so we cannot trust them. May the Lord help the pharmacists in the church and all pharmacists who are li listening to me. They said the pharmaceutical industry, uh, they are what? They are all evil. <laughs> so we can't trust them. Uh, you know, when we make such sweeping statements because we don't understand something, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, it is true that pharmaceutical industry has sometimes acted unethically in certain uh, ways to make money, but it doesn't mean that we must reject everything that comes from that industry. Um, and the, the fact is that um, we take painkillers. Some of the people who are talking this way, they take medicines produced by these same pharmaceutical companies, you know, and they haven't complained about it, you know. So, and all of them are in competition to, to produce a solution to what we are having. So, I don't think they are hiding anything. At best, they have been funding and support to make sure that they come out with what is the best uh, for the world and for the nations of the world. So I don't think the pharmaceutical industry is producing something terrible to kill people. Uh, it's the same people who have been taking all the heart disease from these same Pfizer. These companies, please, next time you take your medicine, look at the box and see the manufacturer. You'll see it's AstraZeneca, it's Pfizer, it's GSK, it's all these people, it's them. The same people who have, you have been taking the paracetamol by faith. You take it, you don't, you don't have any problem. You have been taking the antibiotics, you have been taking all those things, your painkillers, your neck, whatever, all those ones you've been taking. Some of the people who are, take, who are taking other strong stuff, including all the medicines for sexual potency. You have been taking it. Now they brought vaccine, you said they want to kill you. Which one want to kill you? Amen. Amen. <laughs> they don't want to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You walk by faith. 
<laughs> Amen. Amen. We are moving on, Papa. Yes. Um, the vaccine, or this one you've answered it. It I says the vaccine was approved too quickly to be safe. Yeah, but you explained to us that it was because there was funding, there was collaboration between governments and scientists. And so we will move on to number 17. Mm. You've also spoken very briefly about this one, but I'll ask it anyway. The vaccine may modify your DNA, so it's dangerous to take it. Um, so basically, um, you see, I've just said that the, <clears throat> the vaccine contains RNA, not DNA. So the mRNA, there's no way uh, an RNA can change the DNA of anyone. It's not possible. Uh, DNA is inside the nucleus. The RNA is in the cytoplasm. It can't enter. It doesn't enter the nucleus to go and change anything. Clear instructions have been given to this very RNA. That's why it's a messenger RNA. It goes in, codes a system, teaches our body to produce something, and then after that, it disintegrates and gets out of the system. So the RNA never enters the nucleus of the cell where our DNA is kept. So in that way, there's no way that the vaccine can modify anybody's DNA under any circumstances scientifically. It's not possible. Be assured of that. It's not possible. Amen. Amen. So the vaccine cannot modify your DNA. Amen. Um, next one, Papa. Mm. The PCR COVID test mm. is inaccurate and overestimating COVID infections. So it's even unwise to take a test. All right. The gold standard test for COVID infections is the, is the PCR test, which is the polymerase chain reaction test. Um, no test is 100% correct or accurate, but at least it gives some form of accuracy. Um, and that is very, very important to take note. There's nothing perfect on the earth, but it is far better than nothing. And so we may not get it 100% all the time. There will be few incidents of what we call a, a false positive. That means somebody is reported as positive, but actually the person was not positive. And so that test has to be repeated. There are also false negatives where the report comes to say you are negative, but actually the person is positive. So there are things like that. But PCR has been found to be one of the most, that's what they call the gold standard for this. That is why all the countries of the world are requiring that as the strongest uh, you know, certification if you are going to travel to see that it is a PCR test that has been done. So yes, nothing is perfect. Even the medicines we take, they are all not 100% perfect. But because we are different bodies, we react differently to things. And so the accuracy of the PCR test uh, may not be 100% accurate, but it is, it, is, it is far better and it is just like some of the vaccines, we are seeing 94% better. It's still better than 20%. You know, you never get 100% in every other thing, but it is the best so far, and it doesn't change um, any situation. Um, I believe that the data included the number of hospitalizations and, 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 and with symptoms of COVID and the number of deaths all has come to confirm that anybody that was really tested with PCR and said the person was positive, has confirmed the symptoms, and it has also confirmed those who died were tested by that. So it has actually proved it is working. That one works. You may not get it 100% all the time, but it is far better than in nothing. 
Thank you, Papa. You're so welcome. the PCR is the gold standard. Today we've been hearing a lot of um, scientific um, words. Um, we are learning. We learn the Bible and we learn things from the world as well. Amen. 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 Um, moving on, Papa. Mm. Um, there is speculation that 99.97% of people recover from COVID-19, but 3% get major side effects from the vaccine. <laughs> Now, I see, this sort of information is what makes people think they can be reckless. They will not put on their mask. They won't social distance. They won't do anything because the point is that, anyway, 99.97% of people will recover anyway. Only 3% of people have major side effects. Mm. Church, I mean, let's take it this way for the purpose of this argument. I mean, these numbers are false anyway. I don't even know where people got them from. Uh, if you are reading any of the scientific materials around, you, you wonder where people cook this whole thing from. But let's even assume it is correct. I, you see, 1% of a population of 80 million people is still a lot of people. One death is still painful and cannot be replaced. That is a family member. That is a brother, a sister, a father, a mother of someone. So we can't look at humans in scientific or statistical terms and look at it as if they are some figures and not real humans. So if people say that is the case, so they will be reckless, it's a dangerous thing. We should remember that over a million people have died. Over a million people have died. So you can't tell me that is 3% of the population of the world. You know, there's quite a lot of people. They have died really. So not everybody recovered. So to say that 99.97% of people recover anyway, that is not factual by the signs and the facts we are seeing on the ground. I know a dear brother of mine, a friend and a dear brother, someone I pastor, has died of COVID-19 at the age of 49, preparing his 50th, preparing, looking forward to his 50th birthday in April. And you can't tell me everybody recovers from it. So that, you see, you see, this gives a false sense of security. And makes people walk about and say, oh, everybody recovers. Not everybody is the same. Please, it is better to take it very serious and be safe than to be reckless and lose your life. As he said, it is better to have your nose mask on than to have an oxygen mask put on you. Amen. 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 It's better to have your nose mask on than to have an oxygen mask on you. Um, there is this campaign. I don't know whether it originated from Ghana, but I saw it a lot on Facebook. Mm. That says the, the numbers are turning into names and the names into people that we know. Mm. And I believe that one death is even one death too many. That's right. So let's not take it... Um, it's not a joke. Mm. Let's not take it lightly at all. Mm. Amen. Amen. And that takes us right to the next one that says that wearing a face mask is bad for your health. <laughs> <laughs> so that is what's, what number now? That's number 20. Wow. I have 10 more. <laughs> <laughs> Should we continue? <laughs> Let's see the report from the people. Please. If they want us to continue, I'm told there are 10 more questions ahead. Should we continue? Let's see the response from the, let's see the vote on, on, on social media, on 
on the YouTube and on Facebook and see where we stand. As for me, I'm anointed, though I can carry on to 2 a.m. <laughs> so yes for yes, continue, and no for continue later. And okay. let's see where the Lord will take us. <laughs> right, so there was a question. The 20th question was what? Wearing a mask is bad for your health. So some people are saying wearing a mask is bad for your health. Um, I've seen, I think something was posted on some of our old students' platform in the same direction and say it's not good. It brings oxygen levels down. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just that we in this part of the world are experiencing this. But those in China and um, Korea and those places, they have this sort of, it's, it's normal. They, they have this sort of thing going on most of the time, some infections and viruses, and they have been putting on their mask years and years and years ago. You know, they've been doing that. So for them, it's normal for them. The point is that there is no evidence that shows that wearing a mask is harmful. But there is evidence to show that if you don't wear it, you will be at risk. There is serious evidence to that effect. So it's wise to put on your mask. Um, it has a role to play in reducing COVID infections. And we must continue to practice social distancing. We must continue to wear the mask, hand wash, to help reduce the spread of it. This is how it spreads. And I want to take this opportunity to advise you. One of the dangers when you wear the mask is to have this false sense of security that because you are wearing the mask, you can still hug someone. You must still not hug anyone even when you are wearing the mask. Because you mustn't come into that close proximity. Remember, there are spaces around some of the masks, unless you are wearing a double mask. But don't even do it. The other danger I see is the fact that when we even put on the mask, or we don't even put it on, when we see people that we know, we easily say, oh, as for Amma, oh, me and you, what is it? Come and let me hug you. It's dangerous. Oh, you are my sister. Oh, you are my pastor. Oh, you are my colleague. So I will, don't do it because you don't know who is carrying the thing. So don't, this is how the thing is spreading. Because much as we have it, we are breaking it when we meet some people. We say, oh, as for me and you, what is this? Oh, come on, let's hug. Please don't do it. The other person will not be offended. We all understand that. I, I was in Ghana for three weeks. I saw my mom. I wanted to hug her, but I couldn't. And I did not. And when I was leaving, it was hard. I have to turn, look at her again, and turn and go. I wanted to really have that hold that a child would want to have with a mother, but I couldn't, and I did not. Because no matter what, you need to observe these safety protocols. Please, when we go to church, when we meet people we know, please don't say, oh, but as for you, you are my friend. Let's, don't do it, please. Young people, don't do it. Be careful. And don't forget to be washing your hands. The hand washing is the best way of getting the rid of the virus from your hands. The sanitizers just prepare the grounds, but the washing is the key consistently practice. You never know who tagged the other door. 
Not everybody is hygienic conscious like you. You know, when we sneeze, it must go into this part of the arm, but we don't do it. See, we are asked to, to sneeze into that part of the arm so that it's not a place that we easily use to rub our faces. But whenever you do that, remember to, as the earliest opportunity, take off that clothing and, you know, wash it. Let's be vigilant. Someone may sneeze and clean their hands, but they'll touch the door. So if you touch the door and you open it, at least sanitize, put something on your hands, and at the earliest opportunity, with water and soap, wash your hands. It's not something you are practicing every day, but do so. See, that's why sometimes we are not able to tell, but how did I get this? It's because we, we let down the guard in some places we don't think we have let it down. You know, and, and nobody should actually be angry at anybody who contracts it. This is not a sexually transmitted disease. And it is not a stigma. Because it, it can happen to anybody. But we need to protect ourselves. We need to be wise. Jesus said, be wise as serpents. Serpents don't unduly expose themselves to danger. The science has come out. To tell us how this is transmitted. Let's be wise. And let's follow the protocols. And let's ensure that we do well to maintain the social distancing as much as possible. Wear the mask as much as possible. And make sure you are washing your hands and use the hand sanitizer that actually has over 65% of alcohol. That is what will deal with the virus. Antibacterial wipes and those things, they don't deal with viruses. They deal with bacteria. A bacteria is different from a virus. What we are dealing with is a virus. When I went to Ghana, I was told that some people from my village are saying that if they drink alcohol, they'll be fine. Please, the alcohol doesn't go into your lungs. It goes into your stomach. When you drink the alcohol, it will go into the sinuses where, some of, where the virus is hiding from the nose. Because you have to be careful. You see, the point is that you may even put on the mask. If you are not observing the hygiene of your fingers and hands, you may have an itch. And you will still put your finger beneath the mask to actually scratch. And you are giving direct access to the virus to the nose or to the face where they can easily go in through the skin and get into the sinuses and then move down into the lungs and cause a very serious uh, problem. That is why you are told not to touch your face. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, masks are important. They will help you. They will protect you. And we have to wear it properly. It, it's not a beard mask. It's not a head mask. That's right. We have to wear it properly and stick to the safety protocol. So you wear your mask, you keep your social distance, and you wash your hands. Amen. Amen. Um, Papa, there is a question on um, how what to protect. Do they want us to continue? Yes, Papa. Okay. okay we'll so do it quite quickly. We'll try good. and do it quickly. <laughs> There's a question on how to protect our little ones who are unable to wear masks. Mm. What do we do um, to the babies? And I know in this country, it's not compulsory to wear masks under 10 or 11. Mm. So in that case, what do we do?
All right. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the original strain infects, but it doesn't make children ill. Um, the, the Kent strain and the South African strain is seen to be making young people ill, and uh, therefore they need to be protected. Um, we can't, because they, it depends on their age, you know, they can't control themselves in actually having it on. So they need to be in an environment where there is that sort of, that ventilation and also away from people who, you know, may come in and actually they will go near them. You know, it's, it's really, it's, it's a very difficult thing uh, to, there's not a hard and fast rule. It's just wisdom from parents to, to know how to shield them. And so we have to do the shielding for them. Uh, because they, they easily go to people. I mean, I, I went to visit uh, someone in Ghana. We are fully in our mask. But the children just ran. Grandpa, grandpa. You know, and it's, it makes me feel old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but they came, they came around and they were very excited. And they were touching me, you know, and all of that. And I know that when we entered the house, the house, they have observed every protocol. You know, we washed our hands. We did everything. But... You know, once the children come to me, it's going to go back to mommy, you know, and then has to eat her food and all of that. So it, it's, it's not very easy, you know, and of course, uh, these are children that they want me to see too. So there's no way they were going to shield them away from me. And the children, you can't keep them away. When they see people, they would like to come to them. But we need to be very wise to ensure that the environment is, is, is clear and that anybody they are even going to, at least it's masked, you know. So if they won't be in it, at least for the purposes and the reasons we have given, whoever is going to be in contact with them should be fully masked, you know. If it's possible, double mask. Amen. Thank you for that um, answer, Papa. Yeah. Um, the next two, we have spoken about it, but I'll mention them and then we will see whether you'd want to say something else about them. Oh, okay. The first one, um, 21, it says uh, we should just wait for herd immunity rather than going for the vaccines. Mm. Uh, you showed us that for herd immunity, people must actually get the disease. So we are putting people at risk That's right. of death and, and serious illness if we want to go for herd immunity. Mm. And really that the vaccine is also giving us herd immunity That's anyway. Right. Mm. Um, the 22 says, I heard that a nurse took the COVID vaccine and died on camera. Why should we risk our lives to take the vaccine? Mm. And this one to you explained that the nurse didn't die. She did collapse. But that was because of the pain, because she had some, some form of sensitivity to pain, yes. um, which caused her to collapse. So that is also answered. Mm. Um, 23, there is no point getting vaccinated due to new COVID strains. How do you respond to this? Okay. <clears throat> there are new COVID strains, and it's not new. I mean, it is normal for viruses, such as uh, respiratory viruses like flu viruses, um, to go through genetic changes called mutations. Therefore, we have different strains of them. You know, I was very disappointed to hear a preacher say that the new strain that has been found in England will soon be called COVID-21. You know, it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's still COVID-19. That is a different strain. Uh, so the Kent variant, uh, there's a Brazilian variant, and then the South African variant. Now, um, 
there's currently no evidence to suggest that the vaccines will not protect against the new variants because the important thing is that the vaccines um, are targeting the spike proteins. And all these ones still have the spike protein. So it, it deals with it. Um, it will take some time to find out whether other new ones, for instance, I don't think the Brazilian one has been tested against this yet, but, you know, it, we've got the protection. Let us see what happens with these ones as they come along. But at best, somebody gets protected. You know, it is better than not taking it and getting infected. So if people, if there are new strains, sometimes it will not adversely affect the potency of the vaccine, you know, as we could see. Um, for instance, people are taking the vaccination now in the UK. I'm using UK as, as an example. It is the material I've, I've seen and read a lot on as far as the scientific data is concerned. And the fact is that there is evidence to show that since the vaccination, it has reduced the number of hospitalizations. Okay. Now, that is one. The proof in what we are saying with reference to this question is that the most, um, the majority or the most significant variant currently in the United Kingdom is the Kent variant. It is that one for which there was that latest lockdown. Now, that one with the same vaccination is reducing hospitalization. That means that despite this variant, the vaccine is dealing with it. So, anywhere, for instance, I'm told today the uh, UK surplus vaccines have arrived, some part of it have arrived in Ghana. Uh, Ghana is having a significant uh, number of the Kent and South African variants. We shall see what will happen to the people that will take the vaccine and its effect on hospitalization. But as we can see what is going on, it is very, very clear that the variants are not necessarily causing any problems as far as the vaccination is concerned. And scientists are continuously looking at the characteristics of the new strains and small variations does not affect necessarily the effectiveness of the vaccine. Thank you, Papa. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> 24. It is reported that some people still got infected after co uh, with COVID after having the vaccine. This is proof that the vaccines don't work. What do you say, Papa? <laughs> Um, the truth is that no vaccine is 100% effective. Um, so everyone should continue to take the recommended precautions to avoid infections. However, we must also explain that the immune system uh, takes a number of days uh, before um, it kicks in uh, in terms of protection. So if somebody may take the vaccine today, uh, but the fact that you took the vaccine today doesn't mean that your immune system has built antibodies to defend you against COVID infection in the next two hours. So somebody may have taken the vaccination and still contract COVID, you know, and, and therefore, but it will take some weeks. Some people, it takes days and weeks before the immune system builds the immunity for that. And that explains why such an occurrence could, could, could happen. You know, it takes about three weeks for that to happen. So, um, Thank you, Papa. So it takes a while for the body to build up the immunity when the vaccine is taken. So that is very possible. Um, the advantage will be that you may test positive, but you may not suffer the adverse 
complications that may attend to a characteristic COVID-19 infection, which may result in death. Yes, but one may, one may test positive, and, and that doesn't mean the vaccine doesn't work. It is because it takes three weeks for the immune system to build up. Thank you, Papa. You're welcome. Um, 25. Mm -hmm. You don't need vaccination if you've already had COVID-19. <laughs> you don't need vaccination if you've already had COVID-19. Right. I believe that you will need vaccination even if you've already had COVID-19. You see, because remember, this is a novel virus and scientists are still studying about it. Uh, at the moment, we don't have all the data as to how long your body's natural immunity towards a natural infection with COVID lasts. So if somebody contracts COVID-19, the body will produce antibodies against the disease. Um, if the person doesn't die of it and suffer any adverse health conditions, thank God but that will produce a form of immunity. But we don't know how long that immunity will be there for. I mean, there were cases last year where people tested positive and then later on they tested negative and then later on they contracted again. That means that the immunity form, you know, waned over time. So if you just think because I contracted COVID, I'm going to have a lifelong immunity, it will be unwise. That is why it would be wise for you to rather take the vaccine so that it boosts the immunity um, that you have. Because that one can be followed. I know that scientists will be working. They've taken people's samples. They will come back and take some samples again and see is the immunity still there after six months, after one year. Because this one is like, it's like um, on the job work, you know, you know it's, 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 it's work as you go. So it's the same thing. We're studying as we go rather than waiting to finish all of that by which people would have died. So we're just doing it back and forth as, as the scientists uh, will require. And, and I believe that is the best for us. So the fact that you get um, COVID-19 and you tested positive doesn't mean you shouldn't take the vaccination. Uh, the current advice is to wait four weeks after having COVID uh, before having the vaccine. Thank you, Papa. So you wait, if you've had um, COVID, you wait four weeks before you take the vaccine. Because those people can also transmit the, the, the virus if they are still positive and it has not cleared from their system or they can be infected. Because like we said, there is evidence that some people had COVID, they tested negative, then they had COVID again. I've also, I know of someone who tested positive for COVID, um, took all the medication and everything, after weeks, all the people around that person who all tested positive, all of them with their second test, all tested negative, this person is still positive. You see, so, and that means that that person can still pass it on. You see, so you can't make that assumption. It's in your interest and in the interest of good neighborliness and good relations with families that you, you go for the vaccine to protect yourself and protect your neighbors. Thank you, Papa. You're and welcome. that answers my myth number 27, mm. which says, if I decide not to take the vaccine, it does not affect others, so why should I be bothered to do so? Um, I think it has answered it has that answered question. That it perfectly. Is, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Um, love your neighbor. Love your family members. You, you never know. So when you take it, you are doing two good things. You are protecting yourself, 
and then you are also protecting your loved ones. Amen. Amen. So now I will come back to number 26. Right. There's a particular COVID vaccine for black people and a different one for white people. Is this true? And can you choose which vaccine you get when you go for the vaccine? <laughs> this is the grandmother of all the conspiracies. <laughs> they said there is a particular COVID-19 vaccine for white people mm -hmm. and one for black people. <laughs> um, I wish all those who have gone for the vaccine would, would write something to say. When you got there, did they ask you whether you are black? Then go to that room and they have that, then they see the white people are going to another room. It, it's not possible. You know, there's no virus, there's no vaccine for black people and there's none for white people. This is part of the support conspiracy for the earlier conspiracies of this is targeted to eliminate a group of people. So they've done this thing. The one the whites have been taking, it doesn't make them sterile. It doesn't do this and that and that. It's, it's all not true. In fact, those are the vaccination centers. They don't know who is coming for the day. They don't know. I mean, if they are going to look at surnames to determine, they miss me all the time. You know, from the days I work or even go to places, those days of going for interviews, you arrive and they get surprised. They thought they're expecting a white person because your surname, Hansinsaki, doesn't sound African at all. You know, they're expecting some wild name. And so later on, they, they, they joke with you and tell you, we're expecting something we thought we couldn't, you know. But when you appear, they are like, are you the one? Uh, I've been to, I remember those days in the NHS, I've been to two interviews where, you know, when I appeared, they asked for my passport again to confirm whether it is me. Because one of them actually said, we were expecting a different race, a different color. So, I mean, in, in my case, if I'm coming for this COVID and they have got the one for black, they will miss me. They will give me the white one. <laughs> you know, so it, it's, there is, there is no... Um, vaccine for blacks or whites is the same one and i can guarantee you every vaccine that is available out there has been independently scrutinized by regulatory bodies and it is effective and it is safe for all people um secondly if you look at it you will not be giving a choice to choose which one you want what is available is the best for everyone so it's available and everyone, when you are called to go and do it, you go and do it and that's it. It's not discriminatory. The vaccine doesn't discriminate. There is nothing written on it that shows it's black. Some of the people working there are blacks themselves and they see black people. You mean a black person is working there and he knows that there's one vaccine for black people that is going to harm them. And she too, she's standing there and she's going to administer it. That finally it will be put into her. I mean, please think. Those that work in the hospitals, there are blacks among them, there are Christians among them, and there are white people among them. It's an Asian. It's all mixed up. You think they too, they are there, and they like to have this? No, please. It doesn't work that way. So please, there is no vaccine specially made for black people. You just saw what went to, to Ghana now. It's from Britain. The surplus, they have more. So they bought more and decided to ship one. They didn't wait to, for the whole population to be. I hope that people in Ghana don't work with this conspiracy and refuse to take the vaccine. I counsel you in the name of Jesus Christ. Please, when is your turn? Go for the vaccine. Amen. And Ghana government, please, I want to take this opportunity to speak to you. Prioritize it properly. Don't do this family thing with the thing. Please, there are old people who are vulnerable. Give it to them. 
cancer patients, give it to them. The vulnerable, those with comorbidities and those with underlying health conditions, please let them have the priority of the thing first. Don't do this like you are sharing commodities and sugar for friends and family. No. God bless you, government of Ghana. Thank you, Papa. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm sure the message will get to them. Amen. 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 We are very gradually coming to the end of this. And I have one. Um, I'll take one question from YouTube when we are done. And then we'll go, Papa. Okay. Um, the next one is um, linked to um, loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm. So it says, I'm young and low risk. Mm. So the COVID vaccine isn't for me since only the really sick and elderly are, are dying from COVID anyway. <laughs> <laughs> May we be selfless and not selfish. Mm -hmm. uh, this would have held with the first wave and the type of strain of the first wave. But with the current new strains, like the Kent one, the B117, and then the uh, South African one, please, it is affecting both young and old. Uh, in the last few weeks, uh, those between the ages of 18 and 46 or 64 have accounted for 40% of COVID admissions to hospitals. Those between the ages of 18 and 64 have accounted for 40% of hospital hospitalizations and admissions with COVID. This thing is no respecter of persons. It affects prime ministers, presidents, princes, everybody. And because you don't know, you may be young, but you don't know what family history medically you may have. Exposing yourself to it will predispose you to some condition that may be irreversible and can become very dangerous. So don't take the risk with this. You are young, take the vaccine. And it will protect you and protect your friends. It will ease the way and the rate at which we will get back to normal, normal, pre-pandemic times. Amen. Amen. So even though it is true that it is risky in the higher age group, please, the new variant. This is the reason why they locked down the schools. Because it is not very, it is not friendly to little children. <laughs> it is not friendly to the young people anymore. This one is different. And that is why we need to be very wise. Amen. 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 We have to be wise. The new strains are no respecter of age and persons. Mm. Amen. 29. We mm. are getting there. Um, there's no liability for anyone if the vaccines have problems. Right. This has been the argument in the past. Um, and of course, it's a legitimate argument to make, looking at the rate at which the thing is being produced. That in the past, when pharmaceutical companies uh, produce anything and people die or there are adverse conditions, how do you sue them? Um, and so there is an information out there which, in truth, the manufacturers... Um, appears to have been exempt from liabilities, but it is not entirely true. People have not read what the regulation is completely. Uh, the manufacturers are not exempt from all liabilities. Uh, to encourage pharmaceutical companies to produce COVID vaccines without incurring substantial financial loss, government decided to cover them, you know, and to take that liability away from them so that they will be able to have the freedom to actually produce um, the thing and to give them immunity from civil liability and therefore, it included 
in the vaccines, what they call the vaccine damage payment scheme. So government actually absorbed that liability under the vaccine damage payment scheme. So that when there is any effect from that, government will come in. So it gives the pharmaceutical companies the peace of mind to carry on doing their things. That is why you hear that when they finish with any production of a vaccine, they say they want to submit for an emergency license for it to be approved. You know, so all those things were part of the way to encourage them to speed the work and to get things done. So companies still have obligations they need to fulfill. And, and this is not a new concept. It's been there for the previous vaccines as well. Except that when information is coming out, people reading it for the first time think, oh, what are they trying to do? They are covering the people. You see, this thing is a trick. No, it's not. There's another scheme under which they are covered. So that is the, the response to this. Thank you, Papa. You're welcome. And we are there. Myth number 30, there are health professionals who object to the COVID vaccine. So since there is no majority consensus, it means there will be problems with the vaccine. <laughs> okay. In, the, in every situation, there will be people who may disagree with something. But as we can all see, the majority of health professionals agree with the thing. It's only a minority who will say, I think I have issues with this. All medicines in the past will still have people who will say, I don't think, um, you know, this one has some side effects. But, but if we have to debate about everything, nothing will be done. But the vast majority of medical scientists agree with the, with the vaccines, the technology used, the deployment, its efficacy, and everything, you know, majority of scientists globally have come together to agree to it. So the fact that there's one or two dissent doesn't mean um, <clears throat> there's no consensus and therefore there's something wrong. And secondly, again, from experience and some things that happen, there are certain people who stand against something because some people have hired them to do so. And, and they have been paid heavily to do so. You know, so sometimes you will see that, but all the scientists could not be wrong. I mean, if we put it to a test, I believe that over 99% of global scientists would have agreed with this. And probably just a significant number of people may have their own reasons. And sometimes it is rooted in some religion and, some, and something. You know, that, that, that is what I can say to this. So, yes, this, this is my response to that. Um, Thank you very much. So... Before we bring this to a close, Papa, mm. there's one last question I want to pick. This is not a myth, but um, <laughs> I will pick it from um, YouTube. It says, mm. how effective is drinking ginger, garlic, and turmeric in combating COVID-19? <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Well, um, these elements you have just mentioned, um, have got anti-cancer properties. Um, and they also uh, help in boosting the immune system. It is based on this understanding. It, it doesn't have a direct effect of killing the virus, but it may have an effect of boosting the immune system. Uh, because when you are sick with an infection caused by viruses, um, a good immune system is able to actually fight off the virus. So these natural things like ginger and things like that, which our forefathers were eating and uh, 
and all of that. It, it really helps boost the immune system. Uh, but it doesn't really, if this is the COVID virus and you have got ginger, it won't kill it. It won't kill it. So ginger, turmeric, um, and all the other bits and pieces. My only concern is that whatever we are taking in as a concoction is a medicine. And uh, you'll be putting too much pressure on your kidneys. And so, you see, because th these are not um, r regulated in measures. You see, so just like some of the natural things we do back home in Africa when we have malaria, you know, we just put the neem tree, <laughs> put it in water, cook it, and then we drink it <clears throat> three times a day, and you'll be jumping. It just, you, you'll be fine. It, <laughs> but the problem is that, you see, the dosage, you know, two, three times daily has been scientifically studied. And is that, but we are drinking in volumes. And anything we drink as a concoction um, is a drug <clears throat> that will have an effect on the kidneys. Um, I want us to come out of this pandemic with healthy kidneys. So let's be very wise in the approach of how we drink the things that we drink. Uh, but they go a long way to help boost the immune system. And that is what you need in the case of a virus infection, etc. Uh, there is something going out also about hydrogen peroxide. Uh, please be very careful. If a doctor did not prescribe that, don't follow the things that you are hearing. You know, sometimes we, we see it's a research going on. It hasn't completed. So when they came out to say something, then, I mean, I'm told... Hydrogen peroxide is finished in all drugstores in Ghana. Please. Do you understand what we call weight by weight and volume by volume ratio of calculation to know what actually you need into your mouth? Because hydrogen peroxide on its own in certain concentration can be carcinogenic. It can cause cancer. So you can't be putting that in your throat like that. It can't be touching the, the mucosa of the mouth like that. You can't put that in the nose. Who is measuring it for you? Who is doing the chemistry for you? So don't listen to something. Please don't go to Google and Wikipedia and Google things and start mixing things up. People went to school to study this whole thing. Give them the chance to help you. Let's not make mistakes so that by the time COVID is over, we are now treating all other things based on we had this. And somebody sitting down. We haven't checked the person's credentials and we are running with hydrogen peroxide. It has got its place somewhere in the mouth, but let a dentist give that to you with the right measurements for right purposes. Amen. Amen. Wow, wow. Can I hear some claps and see some claps online? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, I don't know how many of us have been this educated about the, the virus and the vaccine since March 2020. So, um, Papa, thank you so very much. Mm. We are very, 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 very grateful. In fact, we are blessed in this church to have Bishop, mm. who has taken the time and has the knowledge as well mm. to, you know, dissect the, the truth. 
and give us both from the spiritual side and from the physical side as well mm. because he's looking after his head mm. amen amen and so amen. all i can say is what has been written on youtube that says bishop should be the chief scientist of the country <laughs> he will educate the country more better than what we are getting so papa thank you so very much amen. and please let us not keep this to ourselves we have friends, we have family members who have the wrong information. Mm. Let's share this video. Share it as much as you can. Tomorrow I'll be checking everybody's, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all that. I need to see that as church members sharing this video mm. because it will be a blessing to somebody. Thank you all so very much, Papa. And thank you once again. We are blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that you have all been blessed and educated. I want you to take this knowledge and pass it on. Help your friends, your family members, and, and other people who may be confused uh, based on conspiracy theories. Um, I believe that the pastors who have been spewing conspiracy theories from their pulpits should stop doing that. Uh, you are posing a public health risk. And my recommendation is that you must be arrested. Because you, you are causing problems. You've got a large number of people following you and you are misinforming them. And some of them are going on without wearing masks. I know a particular pastor telling his members it is unbelief to put on a mask. You are a public health risk. And you, you need to be arrested. You need to repent. Because you are leading people astray. And may the Lord forgive you. And may you stop the things that you are teaching which you can't back scientifically. And may the Lord help every one of us to be safe in this season and time. I pray in the name of Jesus that God preserve your lives. The Lord deliver you from COVID-19 infections and death. May the knowledge we have received guide us. And may the Lord, by his mercies, take this disease from the face of the earth. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that God Almighty, everyone that heard me this evening, you will be merciful to them. Today and their families and their little ones, that they will all be preserved from this dangerous disease. We pray in the name of Jesus that as people go ahead and take these vaccines, let them not die out of it. Amen. Let them be safe in Jesus' name. Amen. Let the message of God overshadow everyone Amen. that is within the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus Christ, and I pray that God's message and goodness shall follow you. Whatever has fought your health, may the Lord God Almighty stretch his hand and heal you completely. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may we be enlightened from today. May we be children of God, full of the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the Lord bless you all and keep you. Amen. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his great countenance on you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.